Adam and Barbara are recently deceased. They were happy to haunt in peace until the new residents moved in. To rid themselves of these pesky pests, they call on the ghost world's leading bio-exorcist. It's showtime. Thirty-five years ago, Beetlejuice was released. Beetlejuice is just let me let me explain something to you. My childhood, it was all about Beetlejuice, and then I remember in 1989, the cartoon series on Saturday mornings. Oh, I I loved it. Now I have a personal connection with Beetlejuice. So we had a babysitter. She had cable. She recorded it. We watched it at home, and. My grandmother was over and said to my mother, I can't believe you're letting them watch this. And then lo and behold, she started watching it. And then they would start to let themselves into the house to watch it. So, yeah, it was it was a film that affected everybody that I knew. I think because we are so... Welcome to the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast, by the way. We are so preoccupied. Well, we're, all, we're obsessed with what's going to happen. What's going to happen after death? Is there life beyond this? Some people believe yes. Some people believe no. That's it. You're dead. You're dead. But Beetlejuice really questioned that and gave us these wonderful Tim Burton images. And first of all, Beetlejuice really put Michael Keaton into our consciousness. And then a year later, he played Batman. If you look at the cast of Beetlejuice... And what they went on to do, I mean, first of all, Beetlejuice was when Alec Baldwin was skinny. So let's, let's, it was a long time ago. You've got uh, Michael Keaton as Beetlejuice, Winona Ryder as Lydia Dietz, Gina Davis as Barbara uh, Maitland, Alec Baldwin as Adam Maitland, Catherine O'Hara, this is years before Schitt's Creek, was Delia Dietz, Jeffrey Jones was Charles Dietz. This whole, I mean, Glenn Shaddix was Otho. Remember Otho? Sylvia Sidney was Juno, the caseworker. Dick Cavett was in it. Robert Goulet. Um, you name it. They were they were in Beetlejuice. Okay? And um, it was a... It was a legendary film. It was legendary for so many reasons. I mean, the special effects. I think did it, it went on to win an Oscar, I believe. For the special effects. And of course, Deo. You know, that, that first of all, people forget that <laughs> Harry Belafonte is the one who originated that song. B- 
Beetlejuice gave it a whole new life, a whole new um, generation to get into. It was a critical and commercial success. It grossed a $74.4 million off of a budget of $15 million. It won the Academy Award for Best Makeup, three Saturn Awards for Best Horror Film, Best Makeup, Best Supporting Actress for Sylvie Sidney. The film's success spawned an animated TV series, video games, and a 2018 stage musical. A sequel is... Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. A sequel almost 40 years and then No, I don't think so. It's not going to happen. But this... First of all, this film... Those of us who, grew, who were little kids in the 80s, if you grew up in the 80s, you remember... Beetlejuice. We've been hearing about the sequel Beetlejuice in Hawaii for decades. It's not going to happen. That's like saying oh, let's get a Goonies sequel. Why? What's the point? I think Beetlejuice it ended the way it should have. It ended in a way that was legendary. And the cartoon series was quite different. The cartoon series was different and I am... I mean, I love the car. I once played hooky from school in the 90s. I think it was, uh, how old was I? Maybe 10 or 11? Just to watch Beetlejuice because they had moved it to weekdays. That really pissed me off. But, and then I learned the, the magical world of uh, VCRs. Remember those? Oh, this is, this is before <laughs> DVR and... I, I won't go back into the 90s. I mean, it, it really leads to a labyrinth of craziness and things that we couldn't do that we can do now through digital and yeah. Um, but this cast, I mean, you look at the cast and you, and you look at where they're at in terms of years later. Uh, Alec Baldwin has had a successful film career. He was on 30 Rock. <laughs> He's in the news for all the wrong reasons. Uh, Michael Keaton went on to play Batman twice. He was nominated for an Academy Award for Birdman. He was in um, Dope Stick, which won him an Emmy. You know, My Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton keeps on doing it. I mean, come on. Um, Gina Davis, who had uh, went on to was going to go on to win an Academy Award for The Accidental Taurus, and this is years before she was going to do Thelma and Louise, which really just tore the roof off of everything. I mean, Thelma and Louise, you think that car ride, and it's like, whoa. Winona Ryder. This was before Winona Ryder. I'm thinking, did she, Heathers, I think Heathers came out in 89, and then Dracula came out in uh, 92, followed by The Age of Innocence, Reality Bites, Little Women. You know, this is before she was nominated for two Academy Awards. She was already, when... Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice kind of put her in the... I mean, she had already been known, but, you know, if you look at the cast of Beetlejuice, and then Catherine O'Hara. Catherine O'Hara, this is, this is probably two years before, or three years before Home Alone, where she famously says, Kevin! So, and then Shit's Creek. Shit's Creek is... <laughs> Shit's Creek is legendary. You want to talk about Catherine O'Hara. Those of us who have watched Catherine O'Hara for decades on television and in movies, I mean... That's why Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice is this moment in entertainment where you're like, whoa, I remember that. My favorite is when the Dietzes are introduced to a young girl who has read the handbook for the recently deceased because she herself is strange and unusual. 
bloody veins and pus. Night of the what? Living Dead, it's a movie. You know, if I had seen a ghost at your age, I would have been scared out of my wits. You're not gross. Why are you wearing sheets? We're practicing. You can see us without the sheets. Of course I can see you. Well, how is it that you see us and nobody else can? Well, I read through that handbook for the recently deceased. It says, live people ignore the strange and unusual. I myself am strange and unusual. You look like a regular girl to me. You read our book. Yeah. You could follow it. Yeah, why were you guys creeping around in Delia's bedroom? We were trying to scare your mother. Stepmother. Anyway, you can't scare her. She's sleeping with Prince Valium tonight. You did this? You carved all these little houses and things? Mm-hmm. And this used to be your house. Why do you want to scare everybody? Well, we wanted to frighten you so you would move out. <sighs> you don't know the Dietzes very well. My father bought this place. He never walks away from equity. Why don't you leave? We can't. We haven't left the house since the funeral. Funeral? God! You guys really are dead! This is amazing. I better go. Wait, you know, I don't think it's a very good idea to tell your parents that we're up here. Not unless you think it'll frighten them away. You tell them that we are horrible, desperate, ghoulish creatures who will stop at nothing to get our house back. What if this is a dream? Can you guys do any tricks to prove I'm not dreaming? Well, if you are real ghosts, you guys better get another routine because those sheets, they don't work. Yep, those sheets, the routine doesn't work. Uh, 35 years of uh, a classic. I don't think anyone knew, maybe Tim Burton knew, where Beetlejuice was going to go in terms of, I mean, the story was based upon Michael McDowell and Larry Wilson. Screenplay was by Michael McDowell and Warren Siskarin, directed by Tim Burton. Uh, the way it opened, you know, I've seen Beetlejuice. Oh my god, I used to watch it every Halloween as a tradition. Now I just watch it whenever I feel like it because, you know, as my niece would say, every day is Halloween. Um, <laughs> but yeah, hot off of Pee Wee's Big Adventure, Burton became a bankable director and he was working on the Batman script, and boom, in between that, did Beetlejuice, so, you know. I, I mean, I, I I really have lost count how many times I have seen Beetlejuice. I know the movie 
frontwards and backwards and forwards. I don't know it like the back of my own hand because that is such a cliche thing to say. Although my grandfather once said that when we were driving through the streets of San Francisco. But I digress. Um, hmm. This movie, like I said, I, I have seen it so many times. Huh. I mean, what was it? The afterlife was called the neither world. And, um, there, there are some moments in this film where you're like, whoa, here's one of them. You want a cigarette? Oh, no, thank you. I'm trying to cut down myself. Yeah, so leave it to the beauty queen to basically point out to the Maitlands how personal it is in terms of why they're in that waiting room waiting to see their, not God, but their caseworker. The way that that was handled, they were going to see their caseworker, not God. Is the caseworker God? Um, well, it's a woman played by Sylvia Sidney named Juno. And uh, she, by the way, has a hole in her throat, and she's smoking. And yeah, leave it, leave it to Tim Burton. Long do you suppose we were waiting there? Three months. I'd almost given up on you. I was about to leave. I do have other clients. Are you Juno, our caseworker? Yes, I evaluate individual cases and determine if help is needed, deserved, and available. Are you available? No. What's wrong? We're very unhappy. What did you expect? You're dead. We want to get rid of the people who have moved in here. Barbara and I worked very hard on this house. We probably wouldn't mind sharing the house with people who were... More like you used to be. Yes. But, but these people... Things seem pretty quiet here. You should thank God you didn't die in Italy. Okay, have you been studying the manual? Well, we tried. The intermediate interface chapter on haunting says it all. Get them out yourselves. It's your house. Haunted houses aren't easy to come by. Quite get it. I heard. Tore your faces right off. It obviously doesn't do any good to pull your heads off in front of people if they can't see you. We should start more simply. Is start that... simply. Do what you know. Use your talents. Practice. You should have been studying those lessons since day one. When Tim came to you for Beetlejuice, I didn't understand what he was talking about. Really? I had no idea what he was talking about, but I liked him. <laughs> yes. I went, well, this guy's something. Uh, and so I said, I, I wish I could do it. You seem like a really nice guy, and I, I know you're creative, but I don't know what you're, you're, I don't get it. And he, and I got a phone call, said, would you talk to him again? And I liked him, so I thought, yeah, sure. And I, I said, explain more to me what you're trying to do. And 
when you see it, you understand why it was probably hard for him to explain. And I, I went home and thought, wow, I, I just don't, I don't know, I like this guy. I'd like to figure out me, and I thought, no, don't do it. I, did, I met him again at a little Mexican restaurant down in Lincoln, and we talked and talked and talked, and I said, he said a couple of things that I just logged back here, and I said, you know what, give me the night or two days, I don't know, let me figure something, and I called the, the wardrobe department, the studio was going to make it, because yes. he said something that made me think of something. And I said, send me a bunch of wardrobe from different time periods, <clears throat> randomly, just pick a rack. And he said something about something else, about he exists in all times and all spaces. And then I thought of an idea of teeth, and I thought of an idea of a walk, and I, I knew it had to be in it. And I said, I don't know. And I called and said, I got an idea, and I don't know if it's going to work or not, uh, so let's just go do this thing. And here's the amazing part about it. He never saw any of it. We talked, discussed it, and I said, I want, I want hair that looks like I stuck my phone in, a, in a, an electric outlet. And in the great V. Neal wardrobe, I said, I want mold, because Tim said he lives like in rocks and stuff. I said, long mold somewhere. And she created this amazing, and then, so then I said, okay, and I showed up for work, and I walked on the stage, and I said, this is either going to be way off the mark, or he's just going to, I don't know what he's going to do. He got it immediately, and, and he, you know, it's not like it was way outside what he was talking about, but it was, and he, he said, yes, that and Let's do more of that, and let's do more of that. Then it just became this unbelievably free. That's Michael Keaton talking about the concept of Beetlejuice. He didn't get it first, but after time, it was like him and Tim Burton were simpatico. That's also a line from the movie. <laughs> oh my god, this movie! Um, what a what a classic. Uh, yeah, here's his qualifications as Beetlejuice. You know what I'm saying? My wife and I would like to ask you a couple of questions. Sure, 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 sure. go ahead, shoot. Well, for instance, uh, what are your qualifications? Ah, well, I attended Juilliard. I'm a graduate of the Harvard Business School. I travel quite extensively. I lived through the Black Plague, and I had a pretty good time during that. I've seen The Exorcist about 167 times, and it keeps getting funnier every single time I see it. Not to mention the fact that you're talking to a dead guy. Now, what do you think? You think I'm qualified? What I mean is, can you be scary? Oh, oh, I hate those who are asking me. Can I be scary? What do you think of this? <laughs> you like it? Excuse us, please. Sure. When I got the script for Beetlejuice, it was it was amazing because it was the exact opposite of everything else I'd get gotten. You know, most of these scripts were like, you know, A to B to C, all tied up in a neat little packet. Like, then I get this script that makes no sense. It has no real story. I worked with a lot of great actors that were very good at improv. You're on the set and get into a character, become it. Boy, there's amazing energy to that. It helped the script, it helped shape it a lot. And each day we felt like we were making this weird kind of experimental kind of thing in a way. And it was a Hollywood movie. And the good thing about that movie was it was so weird they could, I, I didn't get a lot of notes because they didn't know what to say about it. <laughs> From the director of Pee Wee's Big Adventure, when two ghosts 
into leaving their house. What's the good of being a ghost if you can't frighten people away? They call the ghost... Beetlejuice! ...with the most... Yeah! Can you be scary? What do you think of this? This is amazing. Michael Keaton. I'm the ghost with the most, babe. Now, before that, that was Tim Burton, the director and creative genius behind Beetlejuice. Yes, now a sequel has been talked about for decades. Will it happen? Could it happen? Oh, well, 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 I don't know. Let's see. The only person to really talk about that five years ago was Beetlejuice himself. Beetlejuice? Ah, you said it twice. Just say it once more. Come on. Action! Speaking of what's next, what's happening with the Beetlejuice sequel? Uh, you know, I don't know. And I'm not being coy. Have I get you this, thought something. about saying Beetlejuice three times and see if the movie disappears? <laughs> <laughs> well, I haven't thought of that. <laughs> yeah, I get this asked a long time ago. I just think it's a, a like a little piece of art that you better get right if you ever do it again. And the, uh, otherwise, you just kind of don't touch it. Yeah. Thank you. Excited. Thank you. We have a few audience questions. Yes. Uh, Michael, are you aware that your bat suit is up for auction this week? And the opening date is $35,000. Low. Very low. Uh, no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm curious to see uh, which one. Uh, um, that it's one. 1992 Batman Returns. Mm, okay. Right. It also with mm. um, Christopher Reeve's little Superman leotard also. So, uh, uh, a sequel to Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice himself, Michael Keaton, has said, well, they better get it right or leave it alone. Because it really is a piece of art. A piece of crazy art where someone went in and it's like, oh my god. Now, I would be remiss if I don't play the very famous, famous scene. Uh, I don't know if there's a copyright behind this. This is one of the most <laughs> crazy scenes in a film and the music and, well, yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Six foot, seven foot, eight foot, punch! Daylight come 
Gets me every time. The Deo song. Harry Belafonte being forever immortalized in the movie Beetlejuice. Like I said, it it made people question the afterlife. It's like, okay, what's really... And religion probably as well. Now, when we lost my grandmother in 2001, to kind of lighten the mood, I said to my cousin... I guess now she knows that there's probably not a handbook for the recently deceased. In fact, I think that was a prop. It wasn't. It wasn't a real book. I think it was a blank book. Um, so yeah, that's when it comes to Beetlejuice. There are things about that movie I could tell you that I remember. You know, because whenever you watch a movie, you notice different things about it, and that's Beetlejuice right there. A year later, to my own little I was god how old was I eight I was eight about to turn nine to my eight-year-old delight Beetlejuice was turned into a cartoon and I remember I remember when it premiered that's yeah I remember weird stuff like that and I loved it and then when they moved it it pissed me off it premiered on ABC Saturday morning on September in September of 1989 the will be here at six so be ready That, of course, is clips from the 1989 cartoon. I actually have the entire series on DVD. The the grown-up child in me did that. Um, I saw it on, you know, of course, Amazon. That's like I just had. And then I got my niece into it. Oh, I want to 
watch more. Finally, I said, we got we to gotta stop watching Beetlejuice. We're watching too much of it. In 2018, five years ago, Beetlejuice was turned into a Broadway musical. Yeah, I didn't watch it, but here's a little clip. You could use a buddy. Don't you want a pal? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Girl, the way I see it, your daddy should be leaving and you should stick around and kill him. What? Nothing. So, Lydia, don't end yourself. Defend yourself. Daddy is the one you should maim. Together, we'll exterminate. Assassinate! The finer points can wait, but first you gotta say my name. Make our will. Go ahead and jump, but that won't stop him. Here, you gotta stop. Enough already. <laughs> Enough. So, before we end tonight, the Dr. Zeus Phone Podcast... 35 years ago when I was seven and a half Beetlejuice was released I watched it later that year thanks to my babysitter who died recently in June or January I'm so tired Gwen may you rest in peace she put up with a lot when it came to me I was a precocious child I was all over the place uh yeah I was a boy I had I had a lot of ADD energy <laughs> uh, still do um, and then my grandmother who loved Beetlejuice and my grandfather who just was probably there for the ride to watch it <laughs> yeah it's it's been one hell of a trip and um, 35 years of Beetlejuice what can I say that hasn't already been said about this classic it really is a classic and I mean it's a comedy. It's it's see, but it's much more than a horror film because it's a comedy. That that was the other thing, you know. People just when it has like death and it's out of all this other stuff, people kind of write it off. Um, Beetlejuice was eighty eight in the American Film Institute's list of best comedies. Now the sequel um, in March twenty twenty three reports began to circulate that Jenny Ortega might be cast in the film potentially as Lydia's daughter. Burton and Keaton are expected to return with potential star date in summer. Well, huh. let's. I you know what? I'll see it. I'll believe it when I see it. I'm, yeah, I'm tired. I'm tired. Don't worry. Uh. You know what I remember about Beetlejuice? Uh, people probably forget this. There was an action figure. I had the action figure. There was... My favorite was the cartoon was the party people in a can. That was such a trip. I wish I had had that. Uh, but the movie the movie is this... this it, it is a piece of art. It's a testament to our childhood. If you are... I mean, I, I'm a... See how tired I am. I forget sometimes. <laughs> I am a uh, Generation X baby, and um, you know we uh, we watch movies like this, and you know you rented it on VHS or you recorded it off of cable, like my babysitter did, and you watch this movie until the tape broke. And then you put a piece of tape to kind of put it together, but then when you got to that part, the movie. It looked all warped and deformed. Yeah, you, you just had to be there. And then it's on DVD, and then it's on Blu-ray, and then it's on digital. I've seen this movie, I'm going to guess, 50 times, probably more. I know all of the dialogue. It never is lost on me. What a hilarious 
roller coaster ride through heaven and hell and in between purgatory this film is there's not even a heaven or a hell there's not even a per it's just kind of like there's the sandworms and then you you can't leave the house so you have to have lydia do things for you here go get me this go get me that now in the cartoon there's no mention of the maitlands i think because when it comes to a cartoon you don't you don't want to say the d word death that was the thing when we were growing up like unless you were going to watch bambi which terrified me the first time we watched it as kids my grandmother would always bring these movies over to kind of test them out and then if we liked them she would give it to us my brother and i hated bambi because the mother spoiler alert remember how he says mutter mutter like he's joe pesci she dies and man kills her and people were like yeah but that's a lesson on life but my brother and i were so kind of um disturbed by bambi and the mother's death we were like oh we don't want to watch this ever again we didn't god that movie and um but with beetlejuice it was just kind of like the cartoon didn't it didn't talk about death now the movie did the movie opens with their death and then and then they don't realize they're dead and they don't oh how do we get here and there's so many different things but also the the other factor was there was not a lot of mythology used in it there was not well there may be a bit in peace but there was not there was no religion whatsoever in this that's what really set it apart was and there are movies that deal with death where there's religion and there's iconography and there's dogma and all this other stuff and you know you could watch a, a film about that but Beetlejuice really just took it there it took it there. It took all your preconceived notions. And boom. You were transported to the neither world. Now the cartoon kind of investigated a little more. The neither world. And what they did in the neither world. And the whole landscape of things. And the characters. And the magic. But in the movie. I believe that. some ghosts were fiddling around because just like that I wasn't able to finish a thought and Siri came into oh we gotta be careful and then stopped the podcast and then you know what it does is it uploads so <laughs> if you're listening don't worry I'm still here nothing happened I'm not in the neither world do I believe in that um it's hard to say I've had people ask me about the afterlife and ghosts do I believe in ghosts yes I've never seen one but I know they're around maybe that's a good thing okay if I had seen Barbara and Adam first of all I would have said oh Adam Baldwin or Alec Baldwin look how skinny you are it's the 80s Gina Davis you're not even you haven't even played uh Thelma yet <laughs> <laughs> Winona Ryder, you haven't even been in, in Dracula. Oh, to the chagrin of Keanu Reeves. Oh, and then, you know, I'd probably say to Catherine O'Hara, wait a minute, what about Kevin? <laughs> yeah. 35 years of Beetlejuice. 35 years of this really wild, wild film. A comedy, a classic, a horror film all mixed into one. It made you think. It made you question things. But at the same time, it made you laugh. It, it really is one of those classic films for the ages. 
and uh, you know, I love it when new dis- new generations discover it. I, I someone was asking me about that. Does that make you feel old when you say new generations? No, not really. I mean, I've as I've told people before, you can trace your, our history to film. You really can. I mean, you look at now. We all have cell phones, smartphones, and I was saying to someone, you know. In the 90s, they didn't, that didn't exist. Only really rich people or teenagers or people who were in business had a cell phone. If you remember Clueless, this is off the topic of Beetlejuice, but this is talking about the different generations where Dion and Cher are walking and they're talking about their grades side by side and they're both on a cell phone. Now you text, you know? So yeah, the technology really has changed. But I love it when the new generations get into this film and then they talk about it and then they talk about the special effects. So they, the special effects really aren't dated. That's the thing about this movie. You watch some films and the special effects are dated and the story itself and there and maybe there's, you know, problematic stuff, you know, where we live in a PC culture. Huh. So and I have different thoughts about that. But we're talking about Beetlejuice, you know, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. Um yeah. I mean we we can't leave without you know saying the B word and uh, <laughs> the most famous movie if I can get to it. Here we go. And the music, too. You know, the music by uh, Danny Elfman. Was it Danny Elfman? Who did the music? Please forgive me. I'm tired. It's been a long day. <laughs> and if you know me, you know what I do during the day. And I don't have to repeat myself. And uh, uh, Who did the music for Beetlejuice? It's so good. I mean, Danny Elfman. Danny Elfman. This is years before... Um, you know, The Nightmare Before Christmas and stuff that we love. Cinematography by Thomas A. E. Ackerman. I always talk about the, the people behind the scenes. That's the important thing to me. Oh, my goodness. Such a great movie. Such a classic movie. It'll make you laugh. It'll make you... It'll make you question things. Um... Yep. It's one of those films where you watch it and you are just transported to a different world. And it it really is one of my I, I have I have favorite films. This is on this list because it, it doesn't get old to me. It just keeps getting better and better and better and better. And then when kids watch it, yeah. They're they're transported, you know. To have the different generations talk about Beetlejuice is just amazing. It's it's timeless. That's one of those classics. So to quote Beetlejuice, I've lived through the Black Plague. I had a, a great time doing that. I've seen The Exorcist about 167 times, and it keeps getting funnier every time I see it. Not to mention you're talking to a dead guy. You think I'm qualified? Yeah. What do you think of this? 
<laughs> See, I, I can't really do it, but I tried. All right. So as always, unpleasant dreams. <laughs>